fact that you have self-awareness enough to listen to something like this and know that I'm talking directly to you, right? You know, you will get out of this. So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all wanna create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we wanna do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This, this is actually dropping on Christmas Day uh, 2019. So whether you're listening today or you're listening to me sometime uh, you know, in 2020 or maybe before the end of the year, I wanted to share with you three things I do at the end of the year uh, that I've just found to be uh, meaningful, impactful, and more importantly, a way to go into the new year or in this case, even a new decade with a clean slate. Think about what I just said there. So often, um, and by the way, I'm not talking about like setting New Year's resolutions and that kind of stuff. I'm talking about uh, addressing the things that are incomplete in your life. I'm talking about acknowledging the things that happened in 2019 that moved the needle that were extraordinary for you so you recognize how really blessed you truly are. And one project that is just meaningful uh, because it creates some space for you in your life and it helps other people. So let's just talk about it for a minute. What if I said to you, um, just a few weeks ago, I mentioned on a podcast recently that I had a right hip replacement. And look, that happened because, uh, you know, at 12 and 14, I busted my hip and I was supposed to actually do the hip replacement at 40, yada, yada, yada. I finally took the time and did it, right? So thanks for all the well wishes and all the DMs. You know, I'm feeling rather bionic. What I noticed, though, is being out for two weeks, being out for two weeks, something stacked up in my life and in my business that has created some pressure, created some, you can probably hear it just as a, like I'm taking a big deep breath there, like just, just tension because see life and business is about making decisions, right? You and I both know that. And, and many would argue that, you know, your life is impacted every single day by tens of little decisions and your real life, like the totality of your life is really about five or six really big decisions. Marry that person, start that business, take on that new career, uh, you know, switch, you know, switch careers, you know, become the kind of father or mother that you truly desire to be like these big decisions that we make in our life. And I know there's certainly more than that. What I noticed though, is when I was out for two weeks, the amount of decisions that I wasn't making while I was out brought me a lot of stress and tension. So my hope for you is that you'll take the time to write down this question. Ready? What are the open loops that need to be closed either between now and the end of the year and or by early January? So again, depending upon when you listen to this, I don't want to add pressure to you. I just want to acknowledge that I do this to release the pressure, to make the decisions, to move things forward, to close the loops, to, to not have so many incompletes in my life because incompletes bring me stress, bring me tension. Uh, they, you know, if, if something was to cause me to not sleep well at night, it would be the things that are incomplete. So, so here's the process that I go through. I start by saying, who am I incomplete with? You know, who do I need to call and say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry about how that worked out. Or, hey, you know what? We haven't talked in a bit. 
and it's strange, I just want to reach out and just say, yo, right? Who are you incomplete with? And it could be like bigger stuff. Like, man, I got in an argument with that person and it just went sideways. It could be, Hey, you know what? I did a deal with another agent or broker or someone in the industry and the deal went sideways and it got ugly. I just don't like to start a new year and certainly not a new decade with these open loops, these things that are incomplete. Now, Am I saying to you, you should call everybody and apologize? Sure, if that's appropriate. It could just be just to get in communication. Does that make sense? It could just be just to get in communication, to close the loop so you can say, you know what? I'm good with that person. I've got integrity with that person. I'm in communication. So that's the first one. The second one, and certainly you know as an entrepreneur, as a business person, as a salesperson, I'm always looking at what are the incomplete projects? What did we say we were going to do in 2019 that we started, but we still haven't finished? Now, projects can be big and small, right? Projects could be like, hey, I really want to, I need to get all new photos, right? Going into the new, you know, new year, new decade. Or, hey, you know what? You know, I got started on Instagram stories and then I just bailed on it, right? So like, I want to get back to that. I want to make that a steady part of my routine. It could be, you know, I promised myself that I was going to redo my closet and I never did. I need to clean my garage. I never did. A uh, project I started was I was like, hey, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and I was incomplete on that. The bottom line is that, again, not, not trying to create stress for you. I'm actually trying to have you go into the next decade feeling great, knowing that you're in action, knowing that there's, there's not any incompletes in your life so you can go in completely focused and powerful on doing the things that matter most to you. So stop and just think about it for a second. If I just said to you, is there anybody you're incomplete with? Maybe it's an old friend, an old family member. Again, I use the example of, you know, uh, another agent that you worked with on a transaction that went sideways and you guys got a little snarky and angry at each other. There's just no reason to have that in the marketplace, right? Business is about relationships, right? Maybe it was, uh, you know, a past client or how about this one, right? How about someone that left your business, right? Like, you know, we hired a lot of people this year and we let go of some people and some people left. And, and I noticed that like some CEOs take that very personally, right? I think about all the people that were here, the contribution they made. And you know, I still, like I was like my team, like I reached out to Taz all the time. Taz was with me for six years, right? He helped me launch. So, so Taz, if you're listening, I love you, brother. Right? You know, like, like, like not being incomplete with those people. You with me? They were with you. They were a part of your life. They were a part of your business family. And now they're not. Does that mean that you need to have that incomplete? I would argue the answer is no. And whether that's just a simple text message, hey, thinking about you, always grateful for the time that you were here. You know, maybe it's writing a positive review for them on LinkedIn, like on their business profile, just because it's the right thing to do. And you may say, well, wait a minute, Tom, what about the person that like, you know, left me and they tried to delete my entire database. Okay, well, maybe you don't want to like write a positive review or a negative review on there because you don't need the negative karma, but it is still good to, to ask yourself, okay, so what did I do that caused that? Like, I don't give anybody that much power in my life. I always look first in the mirror and say, what did I do that caused that person to want to quote unquote hurt me in that way or, or be that disruptive or destructive in the business? And I'd still want to get complete with that because do you want to carry anger into the next year, into the next day? Uh, Tristan's like looking at me like, no, right? Like, Tristan, do you want to think about the two houses you didn't get or do you want to think about the house you got? 
Right. He's like, I want to think. So Tristan, you know, many of you know, if you travel with me, right, uh, travels with me all the time, does our vlog, helps with Mindset Monday and so many other projects and is helping right now film this. Right. Like when he was going through the buying of the house process, it was very easy, which is actually leading me nicely into my second thing, which I, I don't want to get too far into. It's very easy to focus on what didn't work. It's very easy to focus on, you know, maybe the, the person that was helping you that couldn't get the job done, couldn't get it over the finish line, et cetera. But ahead of myself, what incomplete projects, what incomplete people, but then here's the third one. And this is the one that I literally just sat down with the, uh, the president of my company and we went through and said, okay, what are all the decisions that we have either A, been putting off, right? B, need to be made, whether it's between now and the end of the year or by the end of the first quarter that are gonna impact 2020. And get this, 31. 31 was the answer. Now, I don't know about you, but when I've got 31 decisions that need to be made, and obviously if you, if you were to chunk that up, it's really like 14 decisions, but each one of those decisions has another cause and effect element of it. You know, so if we, you know, hire X person to run, you know, Y new project, what are the other decisions that need to be made? Who are they going to report to? You know, what's the compensation plan? Are we going to do internally or are we going to do externally? You know, bring somebody new in. So every one of those decisions has more decisions required. Well, look, when you're running your business, it's about making decisions. I was thinking about like one of my mentors, Brian Tracy, used to always say to me, the things that stops people from growing their business or changing their life is they just can't make a decision right? Like they just, they get to like the old weeble wobble, right? You need you need to fall down or get up or move forward. I don't even know that's the right metaphor, but you know what I mean? Like they, you just got to decide. And he said, the reason why most people don't decide is they, what if themselves, what if I make the wrong decision, right? What if it doesn't work out? So instead they do nothing. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever been guilty of that? Just pausing for a second to ask you that question. Have you ever been guilty of just, you know, not making the decision as if you know, you're just going to be like an ostrich and just put your head in the sand and it's suddenly it's just going to magically go away or things are suddenly going to get better. Look, big boys and big girls make decisions, right? The thing that I've always used, and you maybe you've heard me talk about this before, is I ask myself three questions when it's a really big decision. I always, I always start out with, okay, so if I say yes to this or no to this, whatever the direction is, what's the worst case scenario? Right, what's the worst case scenario? Okay, we start a new office in Dallas. What's the worst case scenario? Uh, I have a lease and I pay for it and there's no one there and it's just a loss. All right, I can, I can live with that. I don't like it, but I can live with it. Well, what's the most likely scenario? Well, the most likely scenario is we're now, we have a new location in the middle of the country. We find a bunch of great new talent and it's easier to certainly get around every place and you know it's new and it's fun, blah, 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 right? And then I say, well, what's the best case scenario? Well, the best case scenario is right? By having that second office, that second location, all of a sudden, everything just gets better and better and better. I'm just using a simple example of something that, you know, we had been wrestling with in our own business. How many decisions have you been putting off? Think about it. What are the decisions you need to make that are going to have your business, your life, your team, your people, your family move forward? I was in a conversation with a friend of mine recently who has admittedly been in a bad relationship for five years and he has been putting off the decision for every possible reason you can imagine primarily guilt right you know guilt 
feeling like he didn't do enough, he didn't put enough into it, you know, he could have been better, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sure, listen, as his friend, all of that is rationalized. Here's the challenge, right? And this is obviously a very real conversation here, my friend. Um, Divorce is real, right? I come from a divorced family, 50% divorce rate in the US, 60% in California, 72% in my town. Like, it's kind of bananas. Now look, there's an elegant way to do it and there's a hard way to do it. There's an easy way to do it, if if that even makes sense, you know what I mean. And there's a really challenging way to do it. But this is what I know. He put his head in the sand for five straight years. I actually sat down with him one day and said, what do you think the unintended consequences are of not deciding. Think about that question. What are the unintended consequences for not making a decision? And when, when, when faced with someone that loves him and cares about him, who was willing to be patient and shut up and just ask the question and sit with him and let him wrestle with it, he, he realized very quickly that the impact it was having on his children, on his work, on his friends, on his psychology, on his emotion, like all these things were negatively impacted by it. So I say to you, my friend, what are all the decisions you need to make? And again, it's, it's so you can start the next decade, so you can start the next year, clean slate, right? Knowing that you're, what's the word I really want to say? It's just, it's just, everything is just easier when you're not stuck with all these things that haven't been done and that you're pissed about or you're upset about or they're nagging you. It's, it's like, you've heard me use the metaphor of like uh, the athlete who puts the, um, the parachute on their back and they try and run as fast as they can. They want that resistance. Well, I don't want that resistance going into a new year. I wanna be able to run as freely and as quickly as possible to help and serve and do the things I wanna do in my life, for my family, for my friends, for my clients, et cetera, right? So I don't want the resistance. Does that make sense? So again, the first big project, what are the incompletes, right? The projects, who are the people that you're incomplete with and what are all the decisions that you've been putting off? And my challenge for you is to just carve out time and make the decisions. And remember, if you make the wrong decision, you know what you do? You make another decision, right? And it's okay to fail, right? It's actually not even okay to fail. It's required to fail. It's required to make bad decisions. That's how you, that's how you create wisdom. So I could spend for days on that, but you know what I'm talking about. So that's the first thing. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. So the second thing I want to talk to you about is a project between now and the end of the year, something that I, uh, I find myself doing um, around this time of the year is to go back through all of my photos from the entire year. So think about this for a second, right? Um, You know, my kids today grew up in a world where everything is on your iPhone, right? Or on your whatever device you use. Um, You know, when I think about when they were babies, yeah, we took some photos of my first kid and then we took a few less of my second kid, like, sorry, Steve-O, but like that just, you know, just happens, right? I'm certainly not the only parent that's ever done that before. But today, Today, 
everything is being captured all the time. I was talking to uh, Kobe Bryant a million years ago in the gym. We were talking about um, the beginning of his career and the end of the career. And what one of the things he noticed the difference was, he goes, in the very beginning of my career, he said, I'd be shooting a free throw and everybody, everybody would just be screaming for me to either make it or to miss it. At the end of my career, people were screaming and everybody had their phone up the whole entire time. Right now, I, listen, if you've seen me speak live before and I see people go, oh, I'm gonna take a photo of that PowerPoint slide. And I was jokingly say, um, hey, I'll just send you my deck because you're never going to look at this photo. And I'm, I'm kidding, but I'm not. Here's a project, right? In a world where we capture everything, here's something I like to do. You ready? I want you to go to January 1st, 2019 of your photos. And I want you to make up a list in Evernote or on a piece of paper, however you want to do it. I like doing it in Evernote because I can capture it and have you know years of this stuff. I want you to go through and identify through your photos Every magic memory that happened in 2019, everything that was cool, everything that was good, every person that you met, every experience that you have, every place that you traveled to, everything that you did that you captured. Remember when you were capturing it and you were like, oh my God, this is so rad. I got to get this. And boom, you took a photo and then you never looked at it again. I'm asking you now, like I've got my own team, like, yeah, I mean, I, I had like eight bazillion photos to go through in 2019. I actually sat in front of my laptop. I opened up Evernote. And I literally went from January until July and I captured 90 things that in most cases I had forgot about. I know, I don't know about you, but in this busy world that we live in, right? It's just even just talking with my team before we, before we filmed this, I said, it's crazy. Like I forget like what happened yesterday, let alone what happened in February. I forgot that I was in Spain. Like you would think you might remember you know, being with your spouse in Spain for a couple of days. But until I actually looked and saw, I was like, oh, that's right. That happened this year, not 10 years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago. And my team was saying the same thing. Uh, you know, I forget which one of you guys said it, but it was like, oh, like what happened in February? Oh, that was like, you know, last year. Like it was, it was so long ago. You know what it is? It's nice to sit back and just acknowledge how truly blessed you are, how truly amazing your life is. And just like soak that up. Like if you re it, like that was the one thing I got, I was going through saying, I'm like, wow, like I actually had in my goals for 2019 to go to like two football games with my son at SMU. And I was able to find both those moments, all the photos, think about the dinners we went to, think about the conversations we had. And it made my heart sing. Like it really made me feel good. And then it was like, one of my plans for 2019 was to take Steve-O to his college and set up his dorm room, right? That was an experience that I wanted to have this year. And so I want, and I was able to look at that and then see the candlelight, you know, ceremony that we did the night where you basically let your child go and now they're off into college, blah, blah, blah. All these things made me realize that as hard as I worked this year and as many things that didn't go my way this year, as it did for you, I'm sure, that way more good things happened, way more magic memories, way more magic moments happened. And I would just challenge you. I would, like if, if you and I were sitting together one-on-one, -on -one, I literally would like grab you by the shoulders and say, you don't acknowledge how extraordinary your life is. You, you spend way too much time thinking about the deal that went away, you know, the person that upset you, you know, you're angry at the political system, blah, blah, blah. Instead of stopping and saying, you know what? I met like three new people this year that really touched me, right? Or look at the places that I was able to travel to, even if it was just outside of your norm or a business trip, you know, 
Who were the people that you met? What were the things you did? What were the projects that you took on? Who were the best clients you worked with this year? Who, who referred you a ton of business this year? And just think about that. You know, what were the magic moments you had with your kids? If you're single in your dating, like, you know, all, all these incredible moments that we're, we're capturing all the time that you never really, really ever look at. I'm asking you to go back through and maybe just maybe, and I'm actually going to do this for myself now that I'm saying it, I'm going to go back through and I'm going to identify <clears throat> once I'm done with the entire project, because I'm at 90 right now, just January to July, I'm going to make a best of book for 2019, right? And then just take all those photos and then, you know, write a little, just, which is what a cool way to just capture the year. So that was my second big point. And, and look, the first one's way more heavy. The, the second one is really just about, I just want to say it to you again, like, I don't know where you're at in your life right now. You could be dealing with hardship and struggle and, and, and or you could be having like the best year of your life. Regardless, I want you to get, you are blessed. Like you have an amazing life. Even though you might be at the bottom of the trough right now, going through a ton of hardship, let me remind you, like, you can get out of this. You will get out of this. You've been at the top, the top before. You're now at the bottom, right? Break down to breakthrough, baby. Like, just keep moving forward. The fact that you have self-awareness enough to listen to something like this and know that I'm talking directly to you, right? You know you will get out of this. If you focus on what is working in your life, if you focus on your perseverance, if you focus on the good times, if you focus on the magic moments, all of that is gonna pull you out a little bit faster than spending your time still thinking about, you know, how depressed or how upset or the one that got away or the deal that fell apart or the bad decision that you made, like, baby, let it go. Let it go and let's move forward. You are super blessed. I mean it. All right, here's my last one. Totally simple and it's actually a shout out to my dad who I'm actually gonna have dinner with tomorrow. Super fun, he and I are talking about doing a gig together, actually with my brother Matthew also. I'm just gonna leave it right there. I'm not gonna say anything about it yet, but we just got uh, asked to do something together. So that would be the first time since 2003 that the three of us have ever been on stage together. So something to think about for 2020. Anyway, one of the things that my dad would always say to me all the time was, hey, um, control, uh, control your house, control your money, control your weight. Those three things, control your house, control your money, really control your environment, right? Control your environment, control your weight, control your money. And he said, when you do those three things, you're in control. And obviously he's a control freak as I am, which I think all of us that are listening are. Um, but I would say, can you give me an example of control your environment? He said, you know, Tom, he said, there are so many people in need on this planet. And he said, and I don't mean like, you know, halfway around the world. I mean like 15 minutes from your house. And I said, yeah. And he said, what if you went into your closet and you took 30, 40, 50% of your wardrobe, the, the six jackets that you never wear, you know, the four dresses that you bought that you never wear or you wore once and that's it, the 16 pairs of jeans that you can't fit into anymore. He said, why don't you call the Salvation Army, have them come to your house or go online and you can literally book an appointment and have them come to your house, pick that stuff up and give it to someone in need. Now, there's something liberating about that. There's, you know, like there's something liberating about getting things organized, cleaning things up, getting rid of the old, starting new, right? It's a simple kind of funky just assignment for me out of love that there are people in your environment, people in your area that need your stuff more than you ever use it. And do you really need that T-shirt from a team building exercise you did in 1989? 
Like, really? I mean, if you if it was that important, then you should frame it. You with me? Memorialize it, frame it. Otherwise, I would say to you, go in just for fun and take out 20, 30, 40% of the stuff that you never wear and you're never going to wear ever and donate it to someone in need. Do that as a fun assignment. All right, so those are my three things for you. I know it's Christmas Day, which is just going to be super fun. So by the way, if you're listening on Christmas Day, I love you. Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, uh, happy whatever day it is in the month of December. Um, 2020 is going to be an extraordinary year. If you are in mortgage, real estate, insurance, title, if you are an entrepreneur, if you're in the tech space, if you are raising capital for your business, every sign points to go, not just in the US, but around the world in 2020. Let's not go in with incompletes. Let's not go in with projects that aren't done. Let's not go into the year in any way, shape or form, my friends, with a whole bunch of decisions that still need to be made, right? Let's take that, let's take that metaphorical parachute off your back. Let's remove the resistance. You can go into this year and absolutely dominate. Go back and reflect on your 2019. This year was absolutely bananas. You had lots of magic moments. You had lots of loving, unbelievable evenings and friends and family. Capture it all. Remind yourself how great your life is. Share it with the people that you love. Remind them how blessed you are and then donate your stuff. Does that make sense? All right. That's my quick message. I love you. Thanks for listening to the podcast and I look forward to talking to you soon. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.